You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopoulos. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old pal, Tim Slagle. That seems to be the new business model. It is, uh, I don't know, it's not only, Apple just lost a $500 million suit over that, is uh, is essentially when you, when you put your phone, when you shut your phone off for the night, Apple sneaks in there and makes it so it doesn't work. Yes, it's crash and burn time again up in Minneapolis. That's the show where Tim gets together with a couple other comics, and they uh, do all new material. They can't do anything they've done on stage before. And Tim talks about that, talk a little politics, a little music, as we usually do with Tim. Always a good time. We have a song of the week coming up from Tom Grennan. But first, as always, a dumb bit. How many times has this happened to you? I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to the restroom. Hmm. Flounders or snappers? Ooh. Let's try snappers. Sorry, wrong door. If you're a guy or girl on the go, then you know theme restaurant bathroom designations can be misleading. But now you don't ever have to be confused again because you've got the Restroom Thesaurus. The Restroom Thesaurus lists every possible combination of male-female euphemism. Blokes and birds, bantams and hands, shoots and ladders, bobsleds and moguls, endomorphs and gynecomorphs. Yes, the Restroom Thesaurus is your one-stop source for avoiding embarrassing entrances into the wrong bathroom. Seafood restaurants. Oh, let's see. Buoys and gulls, bulkheads and portholes, hornpipes and shanties. Oh, here we go. Flounders are men. All right. Never walk into the wrong restroom again with the Restroom Thesaurus because you don't want to take a shot in the dark. The new Mountain Dew Summer flavors are here, and they're extreme, extremely extreme. Like the new Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption has to be the best flavor ever. And I was trying it, I was listening to All Time Low, which just happens to be my favorite band in the world. You know, so it was all good. So whenever I listen to them, I think about the Nervous Conniption. I mean, it's just that good. Oh, and right now I'm talking about one friend, Emma, because I'm probably going to have Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption with her, because, you know, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'd be all really hyped together. You know, because being hyped okay. is the best part of right. the Okay, thank you. Shut up! Sorry! New Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Get some fast. Tim Slagle is a stand-up comedian who grew up in Detroit, Michigan, now makes his home in Chicago, Illinois, and he you can see him, well, gosh, in clubs and places all over the country, even the occasional cruise ship. Here now is our interview with Tim Slagle. Hey man, what's up? Not a lot. How you doing? Good. How you been? Uh, not bad. So, uh, crash and burn. What's this number nine coming up? Eh? Yeah, nine nine years now. It's nine. uh, it, it's it's amazing that it's gone that long. Uh, people seem to dig it though. I know the comics yeah. love it. Yeah, comics love it, and uh, uh, the acne audience loves it too. It's uh, it's a uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's almost a season. <laughs> in, uh, so, so uh, Andy Erickson, I know, is uh, on the bill so far. Uh, anyone else nailed down yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all it, it, it's all solid. It's Andy Erickson, Andy Hendrickson, and uh, J. Elvis Weinstein. Oh boy! Wow, fun. Yeah, it's uh, uh, J. Elvis. This will be his second one. 
he uh, I think he I believe he just recorded a CD and so he he wanted to start on the next one. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and and we had a fallout. A fallout. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a different comic book. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, and so so when, when when there's a fallout, anybody that wants to do it again. Oh, uh, I see. Gets a shot. I so. see. Okay. So uh, and as you've said in the past, uh, sometimes this it works out really well for you in terms of generating material, and other times it's uh, it's a real challenge. You just never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, the, uh, the 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 first year it was just so it came so easily for me that I thought I was a genius. So I didn't really prepare for the second year, and I, I realized how much of a genius I was. But according to the rules you set up, though, you you really can't prepare too much, though, isn't that? Isn't oh, you can you can you can write all you want, notebooks. Oh, it just can't be anything that's done before. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's no. Oh gosh, no. It's that's not. A, uh, it's not a ready set. Here's your here. You know, like a set list. Set list. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? No, no. It's not like that. You can take anything out of your notebook. It just has to be something that was never done on stage before. Okay. Cool. Cool. So do you take as a chance now to kind of pull together some loose ideas or do you try to write stuff from scratch or what, how does, or do you have a process at all from year to year? A little, a little bit of both because there's, because there's almost always, almost always it seems I come up with something that I can plug into something that I'm already doing. Uh Aha. So it's, uh, and, and sometimes, sometimes it's been over, uh, uh, it'll be a couple crash and burn segments that'll actually end up plugging together which oh, is see. always which is always really neat when, I, when, it, when it comes out that way is it uh, any easier during an election year uh you know it might have been hmm. <laughs> not this year oh my gosh there is such uh there's such uh, political comedy is dead huh. it's it just there's no there's no there's no middle ground there's no way you can wind your way through uh through through the uh, uh topics without offending somebody and and not just not just oh gosh you know i'm offended i'm not going to laugh but yeah. i mean visceral offense yeah people I, i've seen it happen uh, just recently in, in cincinnati um but uh, yeah, it's it's strange. I remember I think we've had this discussion before. When I was a kid, you know, on Saturday Night Live, uh, Dan Aykroyd did his Jimmy Carter impression, and everybody loved it. Even if they voted for Carter, they still loved it because it was funny. It was you know the you know the, the Southern well, accent. Well, and, his his, uh, his his Jimmy Carter wasn't really. It was nowhere near uh, Chevy Chase's Gerald Ford. Yeah. Which which was which was utterly cruel. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's uh, Jimmy Carter. The joke of Jimmy Carter was that he was an expert on everything. Yeah, exactly. Right. The uh, which the, is oh my gosh, boy, you really slammed him there, Dan. The uh, well, the, <laughs> I know the Three Mile Island bit was pretty funny. <laughs> he just got the gets the little he's got his little yellow boots on and decides to go. <laughs> yeah, that was. Some funny stuff, but um, oh no, no, no! It's still funny, but yeah. it's just, it just, you know, to me, it just the, the, the skew of it is always. Oh been, sure, uh, yeah. Well, we've you know, it's uh, you know, they did the same thing with uh, uh, Barack Obama. It was the Rock Obama. Yeah, is that when he, when he gets mad, he turns into the uh, you know Dwayne the Rock and starts throwing people out the window. <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, anyway, <laughs> it just you know it's. It, it, it's the Democrats seem to have superpowers, and the Republicans seem to be idiots in the minds of Saturday Night Live writers. I don't know. Um, 
I, I've, I've seen I've seen them make fun of both. I don't know. I don't really watch well, Saturday well, Night Clinton, anymore. Uh, but everybody did. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a, oh man. Clinton was a walking setup. Right when I wrote for the radio show back in the day, it was right in the. I joined in '96, I think it was, and uh, he was well out of office by the time Gary retired and everything. But so, oh yeah, that was just boy. Talk about it. A, a skit that almost wrote itself sometimes. Yep. <laughs> But um, so I figured out something about your boy uh, Trump that I wanted to run by you. That wait, 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 wait. He's not your boy, is he? <laughs> no, not, no, I didn't vote for him. Oh, okay, well, but you seem a little more um, forgiving of my guess than than other folks I've spoken to. Let's put it that way. Well, as, as, just let me run this by you as, as someone who's politically astute. So, with the whole Iran thing, um, you know, he would do a little saber rattling. And and uh, he ran around in the campaign saying, well, endless wars, we can't have these endless wars anymore, which is something I liked, as a matter of fact. And then mm-hmm. he started doing rattling the sabers with Iran, and people think, well, wait a minute, you're, you said you didn't want endless war. And I thought, well, well, that fits in, though, because he's basically a bully, and he's trying to prove how tough he is. But he really didn't want to go to war with Iran because war doesn't really fit into his business model, like it did with Cheney. Trump's in the golf club yeah. in golfing business, and I mean, if there's a war, I mean, well, yeah. it wouldn't hurt his business terribly. But he has no interest in war like Cheney did. Cheney made huge mm-hmm. profits from war. Trump, you know, he's building hotels and golf courses. He has no interest in in, in war. And uh, at least thank I'm thankful for that because at least overall he's tried to you know uh, you know uh, walk the talk as it were. You know, I mean. Well, if you rattle that saber hard enough, you don't have to go to war. Well, yeah, exactly. Which true. Is, which is kind of which is which is kind of what he did. Yeah, and I think that's the reason he got rid of Bolton, who never met a war that you know a problem a war couldn't solve, especially right. with Iran. So, yeah. So, um, and the other thing I kind of like, and it was the discussion we'd had before. Um, the one thing I liked, you know, I and again, whether he's how successful he's been at this or what reasons he has behind it, you know, I don't want to dig too deep into it. But you know, trying to put, trying to you know, using the bully pulpit to get people like Apple to bring jobs back to America, which is the exact same thing that Michael Moore tried to get Nike to do and try to bring the shoe plant here in this one movie. But um, I think he'd be better off though, and you'll agree with me if you could get uh, Mr. Tim Apple to agree not to have our phones break every two years—not break, but just stop working because they. <laughs> well, guess guess actually, what? Netflix it's funny, doesn't. It's funny you should mention that. Is uh, uh, Bet Washburn and I were talking about that on our uh, Rule of Three podcast. That uh, that 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 seems to be the new business model. Is. Uh, I don't know. It's not only Apple just lost a five hundred million dollar suit over that. Is uh, is essentially when you when you put your phone when you shut your phone off for the night, Apple sneaks in there and makes it so it doesn't work. <laughs> well, that or they just keep like I had my old phone. I was perfectly happy with, but gradually things just stopped working. Like Netflix would stop working. So you need you need OS twelve point five now to, for this to work. And I'm like, why? It worked. Per- it worked perfectly well. Just <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah, but it, unless you hit the right buttons, you don't even have that option anymore. It automatically does that. Yeah, yeah, and, and it keeps upgrading the system software till your phone's worthless. Yep. And uh, and the other guy that's doing that is Elon Musk, is that that we were talking about? It's uh, uh, it's they control. They, did, did you did you see this? It was during the hurricane. No. Is that you can buy? There's there's two Teslas available. There's like and I don't know if my figures are right here. Close enough. There's a 200 mile range Tesla and a 250 mile range Tesla. 
And the 250 mile range, it's like a, it's like a twelve thousand dollar upgrade from uh, from the 250 mile range. And and what he did, what he what he did during the hurricane, he flipped the switch, so all the Teslas were 250 mile range. Oh, I didn't hear about that. So wow. that yeah, so that in case you evacuated in oh. Tesla, you could make it to the next charging station. And, and, and everyone says, wasn't that generous of him? It's like, no, no. he just revealed himself <laughs> to be an asshole. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you mean, you? it's all it took was a flick of a switch? That switch cost $12,000 to flick? You're a jerk. <laughs> and, and now what he's doing, this, is, this just came out. If you buy a used Tesla, they shut off the features. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's Tesla Central says sees that the, the title's been transferred, and then they shut off the uh, the autopilot and the two hundred, the extra fifty miles, and uh, and they they make it they make it a base Tesla, and if you want if you want those extras, you, they're only licensed to the original purchaser, and you have to go back and buy them. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's so that's uh. That's the future of technology, as I see it, is that you don't buy anything. You just uh, you lease it from the company that sold it to you. Well, this is the thing we were discussing about music, uh, my family and I. They're all big Spotify users and things like that. And I'd read somewhere where, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, although I had no reason to believe that it's not, uh, someone was in an article was saying that, oh, well, if you bought Spider-Man from iTunes a couple of years ago and you go back to watch it, they might decide, oh, you know what? We don't have the license for that anymore from Universal. So guess what? You, even though you paid us for Spider-Man, you don't have Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I, I don't know who it is. It's somebody famous um, wanted to wanted to will his iTunes collection to his to his kids. And uh, Apple told him, no, you can't do that. Oh, really? Is that yeah? When you when you pass, so your your license is only yours. Huh. It's a, so if you buy if you buy the music on on Apple Music, you know which no longer downloads the actual tracks to you. You you're 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 you can't will that to anyone. I still buy stuff on iTunes, the actual uh, file. Although hopefully that's not going to disappear now. You but... sure you have the actual files not stored in the cloud, is it? No, no, I hate the cloud. Okay. For that very reason. Okay. And I back everything up. I have everything backed up to Carbonite and then I also have everything backed up on a uh, external drive on my computer because yeah, cuz stuff disappears on the internet sometimes. So <laughs> I was... Well, here's a here's an interesting thing since we're talking about music. Yes. The last time it, we, the, the last time we talked, we were talking about Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. Yes, we were. And uh I was uh, uh, I was listening to my to my satellite radio, and uh, the, a song from that from that album came up, and out of curiosity, I had the CD in the uh, in the changer there in the in the dashboard. Yeah. And, and out of curiosity, I said, "How close is this to the CD?" So I switched over to the CD, and oh my gosh, how much of the music I was missing! Oh. It's, well, yeah, uh, it was. I was unaware of the of the you know, and even with MP3s that you download, yeah, I was unaware of the quality difference between the CD and uh, and and what you get over satellite or Pandora or Spotify. 
it's i mean they really compress it they really yep. take a lot out of the music they do so uh when i got the uh, omd uh greatest hits new the new greatest hits collection they sent they sent me wave files of it so i convert i converted those to 256 kilobyte mp3s and i was listening to them on my headphones i'm like wow it is it is even with my old ears it's a big difference between that and 128 yeah yeah, yeah. so uh so I went online and I bought the whole Vampire Weekend discography I, uh, on CD. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I went on uh, a big kick too. I w- cost me about cost me about thirty bucks. There, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, my my friend Pat Francis is a huge proponent. He goes on uh, Amazon all the time and buys physical CDs for like three and four bucks. And because uh, yeah, because you never know when that stuff's going to disappear. Um, yeah, last year was Vampire Weekend year for us. My wife is a huge fan. And uh, I was always fine with them, but after seeing them three times last year, uh, I'm a huge fan now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, she even, uh, we went with the Red Rocks to see them. Oh, neat. Yeah, that was really cool. And uh, so, yeah, and uh, same thing. I went and got the whole uh, catalog physically because uh, I do not want to chance that. Now, I'm still afraid that, you know, some of the stuff in... They might be able to reach into my iTunes and take that stuff back. I don't know. But most of the stuff in my iTunes have actually burned from CDs I owned or have bought. So fingers yeah. crossed. You just never well, know. Here's an interesting thing I found because I because I because the reason why we used to rip them into MP3s is because uh, because hard drive space was so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20, 20 years ago. Yes. It's uh, you know, if you had a gigabyte hard drive, you know, you were you were a millionaire. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh so I said, why am I still ripping these? So I uh so I just I just I just put them in as lossless files into my into my iTunes. So I go, I'm gonna do that from now on and put everything in as a lossless file. Yep. Well uh unfortunately I've got airplay that I go from my computer to my to my sta- my receiver. Yeah. And now every time one of those files comes up, it loses connection. Oh weird. Yeah. Man. So, so I had to go back and reburn everything. Oh, geez. Yeah, I think I think what happens is I think yeah I think it can only do the the the, the MP3 over the over the Wi-Fi. Oh, I see. Interesting. And last time we spoke, you um, had gone on a big '80s kick. Oh yeah, because I had just gotten the satellite radio. Yeah. And yeah, that was uh, that's uh, that's kind of that, that, that's kind of past. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It uh, it was it was great for a while. It was great to rediscover. It was great to to listen to new stuff. And you, you think I would have moved up uh, uh, to the to the '90s station from the '80s station on satellite radio? And yeah. I tried that for a while. And uh, every band sounds like Nickelback. Yeah, there's a bit of a. <laughs> That's a boy. There is a that bit of a definitely the sound of the '90s. Bit of a bit of a sameness. Gin blossoms and. Uh, and uh, all those bands, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's singing through the that's singing through the nasal bridge. Yep. So are you um you back into trying to find new music? Because boy, I have to find it's harder and harder to uh, to keep up. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of slacking off. It's, yeah, same. Uh, uh, I I do like uh, I do like Billy Eyelash more than Grimy though. <laughs> Um, I like, uh, I listen to like radio, BBC radio six. I get some, some stuff from there. Uh, the occasional thing I'll hear on maybe at NPR or every, my, my kids will be listening to something on Spotify and I'll kind of gravitate to that. But yeah, it's, it's not like, like, I'm not as voracious as I used to be. I just, I just don't have the time. 
Yeah, it's uh, 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 there's uh, the, the, there's the two stations. It's it's like four stations in a row. You've got the you've got the new wave hits on 33. Then you go to 34. Then you've got the grunge era, and then you go to 35. It's XMU, and that's like the stuff that's like, you know, you know that's 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 way cutting edge. You know, the oh. stuff that's you know that's that's no one's listening to. You know, a month from now. Hmm. And then uh, and then the, there's the alternative station at 30. Six, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-six. And, uh, and I, I find myself on the thirty-four and thirty-six. I was really grateful when I learned how to turn on the uh, turn on the identify the band. Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> on the on the stereo, it's uh, 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 that way. That way. That way. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up. It's when I get a rental car that has the band, the artist, and the album. I don't know which is which. Yeah, my wife's car has that. I look at the little symbol, the little person symbol, the note, and then the little circle, I guess, is the album. Because yeah. I'm always looking up um, the wrong is thing. That, is that what those are? They just look like dots to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I do find, though, if you have the, if it has the in the middle, if it's a three-word phrase with the in the middle, that's mm. probably the artist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there is a huge, huge amount of... Foster, Foster the people. Oh yeah, yeah. The elephant said the sky. Tyler the creator. Run oh, the yeah. jewels. Run the jewels. Uh, yeah. Slap the hamster. Hide the sausage. Hide the- <laughs> the salad. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so, getting back to comedy wise, uh, what's what have you been doing? Uh, I know you do your uh, you do your regular set at Acme once a year. You're doing the the crash and burn. Uh, uh, what else is your comedy landscape looking like? Uh, well, I'll be doing the crash and burn, uh, uh, into this month, beginning of April. And then I'll probably because then I usually, I come back to Acme in the fall and, uh, they That's usually right. book me election week. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, it's, some reason they think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so that's. That's my guess. I don't have a date for later in the year there, but that's that will be my guess is that I will be there the the the, the day after elections. So okay, and then uh, the rule of three with with Bent still. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, we're up to uh, one eighty three now. We'll be recording one eighty three next week. Wow, and it's, uh, we did uh, we did a uh, um, Bent does a lot of cruises. Yes. And uh, and we actually, I actually went on a cruise with them uh, oh, oh. a couple months back, and, and it was uh, kind of, kind of interesting. We did uh, we, we we did uh, we did three weeks from uh, from the from the ship. Oh, nice! So it's uh, yeah. So we so it's a little bit of a little bit of a travel log. There you go. Yeah, last time we spoke to him, he was um he was in an airport in Costa Rica, making his way back to the U.S. off of a cruise ship. So. There you go. Yeah, he's moving to Germany, so it's going to be really weird. It's going to be really weird then. Yeah, I saw you guys posting about that. Um, is his wife getting transferred back there? Or are they just moving? Have they finally had enough? <laughs> um, well, she's not. She's not active duty anymore. I don't she's, think so. Uh, but, but she still works for. She still works for the government. Oh, uh, okay. So it's uh, and she just she didn't she didn't care for the position she had, so she found another one, and it was in Germany. Okay. And uh, that's uh, so bent. Uh, Ben goes there for his health insurance. 
There you go. Well, he really likes he's it over too, there. He's too young for Medicare. <laughs> there you go. Oh, great. Well, it'll be fun getting his dispatches from uh, from West Germany in the future. Um, well, great, man. Um, well, good luck with Crash and Burn, uh, as always. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, Minneapolis audiences, you know, will, will be digging it once again for the for the ninth year. Or anything big planned for the tenth anniversary uh, next next spring? Uh, there's a few things in the works, but I don't like to, I don't like to tip my hand. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Just, we'll just keep people, uh, keep people wondering. Um, all right. Uh, well, great then, man. Uh, uh, good talking to you again about music, politics, and and comedy as always. And, uh, I'm sure I'll... It's a pleasure, man. I'm sure I'll see you on the Facebook somewhere down the road. Okay. All right, Timmy. All right, thanks, man. Bye. Thanks again to Tim Slago for being on the show. Crash and Burn 9 is at the Acme Comedy Club up there in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 4th. If you're in the area, go see it. As of now, it is scheduled. I know with all the craziness going on, uh, you know, I guess just check websites is all we can do uh, at this point, folks. And uh, to that end, uh, right now, we're uh, episode 452 here, wrapping up a PF tape recorder. I'm trying to get an interview scheduled with somebody for the it's going to be in Minneapolis the following week. Uh, I'm going to reach out to some people that are supposed to be in Cincinnati, but I understand that we may be canceling shows here in Cincinnati. So, and this is how we get guests for this show. And of course, I know that's not really the uh, primary importance, of course, in the bigger scope of things. But just to warn you that um, episodes may get interrupted. I maybe we'll do some encore presentations. We've had a lot of great conversations back uh, over the years here, so maybe I'll pull some of my favorites and uh, we'll revisit some of those. So I will keep you posted on that. But in the meantime, uh, as of now, you can go see Crash and Burn up at the Acme Comedy Company. Acme Comedy Company. AcmeComedyCompany.com is their website so you can keep track of uh, if the show is going to go on as scheduled. All right. So our song of the week is from Tom Grennan. Uh, this song came out actually at the beginning of the year. Uh, did okay. And then starts, it's climbing the charts again over in Britain. And uh We've had Tom Grant on before with a song called Sober back in 2018 uh, was a song of the week. And uh, this is The Place is the name of this tune. And uh, it, it reminds me a lot more of George Ezra, kind of uh, one of his peers there. Another one of your, you know, uh, British singer, songwriter types. And uh, this probably is more closely to George Ezra. I know people are familiar with uh, Budapest and uh, with Shotgun. Those are some uh, songs that people might recognize here in the United States. Anyway, the new track from Tom Grennan is, I think it's on the B-list over on Radio 1 right now in the UK. I have not heard it on the radio here in this country, but I don't really listen to the radio in this country, so I don't know. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice bouncy tune. I think you're going to dig it. It is our song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. Tom Grennan, this is The Place, PF Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. When Monday morning's falling back around The coffee's cold It gets me down I put my hand there on the empty space Here in our bed I can't replace I picture your face Hands on my waist You've gone with no trace Drink to regret you These are the times I know I can't replace
chase you Wish that I was somewhere else Wish that I was somewhere with you Of you in my mind, oh This is the place that I come to 